right about now. The funk soul brother, check it out now. The funk soul brother, right about now. The funk soul brother, check it out now. The funk soul brother, right about now. The funk soul brother, check it out now. The funk soul brother, right about now. The funk soul brother, check it out now. The funk soul brother, right about now. The funk soul brother, check it out now. The funk soul brother, right about now. The funk soul brother, right about now. I guess right about right now, it is episode, what are we on, 56? 56. Of the Brian Oak Show. I am Brian Oak. We are recording in the Smart Start MN studios in the heart of South Minneapolis in Minnesota, upper Midwest, just south of Canada, our good friends in Canada, uh, <laughs> along with Sean Bernard, and that would be one Norman Cook, a.k.a. Fatboy Slim. Before Norman Cook was Fatboy Slim, he played bass in a band called the House Martins out of the U.K., if you've never listened to the House Martins, go find the album, stream it. I'd prefer you buy it because I believe artists need to be supported, particularly in this day and age. Go find the album London O Hall 4 and listen to songs like Happy Hour and The People Who Grinned Themselves to Death. It is important music. It is it's punk rock dressed up in fun, poppy UK rock. It, it, it's it's so, it's so very good and it it was not that long ago, I mean, maybe, you know, 10, 15 years ago, but I listened to that when I was in high school, and I didn't realize that they, that that's where Fatboy Slim came from. And then Fatboy Slim would go on to become sort of the godfather of Big Beat out of the UK as well, out of the southern, out of southern England. That's crazy. It is crazy. So, um, thanks for tuning in. Yesterday, I'm going to be honest, Sean, I'm a little... Foggy? A little foggy today because yesterday was my birthday and... Happy belated. Although, you know, I didn't go out and thank you very much. Uh, although you wish me happy birthday online I and I appreciate I that. Um, I didn't go out and whoop it up too much with my friends. Um, I did still kind of find a way to whoop it up. I um, I work at a record store in town now and I got to be honest, you know, it, it might sound tedious and lame to some people, but I work at Mill City Sound and Hopkins. I, still socially distancing, no customers allowed in the store, at least for now. Um, but they have, Rob, the owner, is an avid music freak. And down in the basement, they have something called The Vault. Yes. And The Vault is like, you know, Rob will be like, oh, hey, I'm going to Texas and come back with 15,000 records. Or, hey, I'm going to buy John Bream's old collection. Or, hey, I'm buying this collection. There are more than 80,000 albums down there. And it's become my task to reorganize, realphabetize, because, you know, over the course of six, seven years, people just shove things on the shelf, oh, and yeah. it's all out of order, and there's craziness down there. So I've spent the last week and a half um, reorganizing, realphabetizing, paying special attention to quality, condition, era, printings, that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm combining, c combining the twin disciplines of librarianism and my deep love of rock and roll. Now, these are all used records. Now, some are still sealed, but they're all older records. So I'm going to be honest. My eyes look this way partially because I was drinking yesterday, <laughs> but also because I've had the dust of the 60s and 70s in my eyes for a week and a half, and it, um, it, it's, been, it's been absolutely wonderful to be down there. Uh I have to admit, when you shared the photos, I was a little shocked at how clean it was. I kind of expected it to be kind of dark and dingy 
with a bunch of piles and stacks and stacks of records. Well, here's the deal. I shared that picture because I've been at it for a week and a half, and it was, well, it's not dark. They have really nasty fluorescent lighting down there, but it is dingy. There is a lot of detritus, uh, detritus. I'm not sure what the word is, um, but I've been working hard at it. There used to be three times as many crates on the floor than there were in that picture I showed, and that's only one of three aisles of records down there. Wow. It's the most amazing record collection I've ever seen. So that was my birthday yesterday, and people might think that sounds tedious. I was in heaven, then came home to surprise sushi from my daughter and my wife and got a couple presents, got a surprise Zoom meeting with a bunch of my friends. So just a a heartfelt thank you to, a heartfelt thank you (laughs) to uh, everyone out there who wished me well yesterday. I really, really appreciate it. And thank you very much for listening to this show, for being my friend on social media. God, I know I'm tedious. I just can't imagine. But now one of the things I missed that I wanted to ask you about, Sean, apparently when I was down in the vinyl mines yesterday, (laughs) I missed the fact that Governor Tim Waltz, who I like very much, has said that as of Monday, which is coming up in just a few short days, we're easing restrictions. We are. Um, It's still kind of confusing to me, but you can have gatherings of 10 people now, but still keep your distance. Right. Sounds like a lot of uh, small retailers are going to be able to reopen. Uh, bars look bars and restaurants, it looks like June 1st. But then there's some confusion with retailers and them being at 50% capacity. And so there's some confusion around that. Right before here, I went across the street to Sovereign Grounds Coffee. I want to give them a shout out because mm-hmm. I love the guys that own that place, the guy who owns that place. And I just, uh, I just asked him, how are you doing? And I wasn't expecting... Him to he literally like teared up. Yeah, and he's like, Sean, it's it's a weird time right now. I said, Well, we're here for you, and I, you know, I, he literally got emotional, and I was like, Oh, then of course I got emotional. Right, well, like, I mean, it, tip it, well too, please, 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 please. It's not just about the fact that you're buying the coffee. Please tip well and keep these places. Yes, you know, open. Please do your part, especially if you're doing okay right now. You still have a job. You're in a good position. Please take care of people. Local businesses, uh, local hair salons. I mean, you can you can buy gift certificates. There are things you can do to buy online. If you are still employed, if you are working from home, if you have the means, not asking you to be extravagant, but, you know, if 100 people buy a $10 gift card, well, that's $1,000 that yeah. that business didn't have before. And it might make the difference between them shuttering forever and doing the right thing. And I don't want to water down our, our actual endorsers here on The Brian Oak Show, but Sovereign Grounds serves a turkey sandwich the size mm-hmm. of your forearm. Yes. I've had one that, and I can eat a lot. I've had one that I couldn't <laughs> finish. I, they they do a really good job over there, and they're kid-friendly, and it's just... That's sweet. It, this is a good neighborhood. You and I, so the, the Smart Start MN Studios are located near the intersection of 48th and Chicago in South Minneapolis. We are just a couple doors south of... Parkway Theater, who are maintaining their sense of humor because they keep changing their marquee about once a week into funny (laughs) variations on names like National Lampoon Staycation. Yes, and then today it's uh, We All Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. (laughs) Exactly. So, I mean, supporting these neighborhoods, supporting these businesses is crucial. And so I suppose that leads me naturally into, before we get to our first song, um, talking about one of our sponsors who is doing relatively well considering all things that are going on right now in the weird world that we live in, and that would be Busters on 28th. They are located uh, in southeast Minneapolis, mere blocks from my home. 
and they have always prided themselves on their wide selection of beer and wine, and particularly on their food. It's it's chef-driven food. It's quality food. They do a really, really good job there. And we've had John on the show here before. They're amazing, and apparently they're doing enough curbside to... I, thriving is a strong word, but surviving in these uncertain times. Well, it was kind of heartwarming to hear from John that, that the neighbors are really making sure they're okay. And he said, boy, people are really coming in and not coming in, but, you know, patronizing them and getting their meals to go. And, and they want... There's this feeling, this sense from the community that we want you around when this shit storm is over. Absolutely. And it is a shit storm for everybody on a lot of levels or for many people on a lot of levels. And I think about the, you know, the servers that I know and the cooks and chefs that I know that are now completely out of work or maybe their place is shuttered for good. We have got to provide for these businesses. And it's not just because they support the Brian Oak Show, which I'm very thankful for, BustersOn28.com. Um, they, I want my neighborhood to still feel like my neighborhood once we all get to finally get back out and see our neighbors. I think that's really important. Absolutely. It's the small shops that I'm most worried about. So just going to the local hardware store, getting your coffee from the local folks and you know, music, record stores, uh, restaurants. We just have to do it. These, these folks, that this is their livelihood. Like, it wasn't tough before. It was tough before. But now it's so challenging that some of them are looking at, like, how do I bring in an income for my family? You know, it's just, it's so, it can be so heartbreaking. But I have hope and I have faith in the Twin Cities that we will take care of our small businesses. Well, it's, I mean, it, it, it feels very Minnesotan, doesn't it? It does. To band together and to do the right thing and to make sure the people who are already living on very thin margins. Yes. To make sure that we don't lose them because... If those are empty holes, you know, they're not going to put Noodles and Company in Busters if it goes away, right? No. That's going to be an empty hole for a long time and a hole that my neighborhood can't afford. Or pick your favorite neighborhood establishment, get your takeout to go. When you decide to get takeout, oh, man, that sushi I had last night was so good. (laughs) Quick shout out to Midori's Floating World. Anyway, BustersOn28.com. Check them out. Just take a look at the menu, and you will be in love. I'm Brian Oak. That's Sean Bernard. Let's get to some music before we talk to today's primary guest, which is one music critic, music reporter, one Chris Riemenschneider of the Star Tribune. But I was doing my birthday playlist yesterday. I was trying to find songs that brought me as much joy as possible, that made me feel like moving, that were filling me with positivity, and not in a Pollyanna way, right? I know this is hard. Trust me. We're all going through the same thing. This is very, very hard. But I I had some nice moments on my birthday yesterday, and this song came up on my playlist while I was filing more records than you've ever seen in your whole life. It was freaking incredible. But this is amazing. The original song is by a singer na- by the name of Sky Sweetnam. And her version is great. But here, she collaborates with Tim Armstrong of Rancid fame to do an even more amped up ska-influenced version of the same song. This is Tim Armstrong and Sky Sweetnam into action on The Brian Oak Show. Let's 
Tim Armstrong of Rancid fame, a uh, solo album of his that's really good, uh, and there his reinterpretation of a song by Sky Sweetnam. I've been looking for positivity. Like, I'm not one of these, like, be here now guys. I'm not particularly spiritual or namaste or any of that kind of stuff, but I want things to be positive. Right now, people are looking for anything to look up to, look forward to, and that was part of my birthday playlist yesterday. So a little Tim Armstrong on the 56th episode of the Brian Oak Show. Just ahead, we're going to check in with local newspaper writer, music critic, and reviewer Chris Riemenschneider. But first, I want to make sure and thank Smart Start MN for the work they do and the fact that they supported this. I can't believe we're 56 episodes in, but they were here before we even recorded a single episode. Ed and Mike are a couple of lawyers, and while they're not practicing trial attorneys anymore, they are the originators of Minnesota's first Ignition Interlock company. Ignition Interlock, what is that? Well, let's say you, or a good friend of yours, or a distant relative of yours, or a friend of a friend of a friend of yours has a DUI, they can get you back into your car sooner 
and for less money than you might ever have imagined possible. Don't drink and drive. That, I think that's the main message. Yeah. But people do it on the regular all the time. Drinking right now is on the rise. Liquor stores are doing gangbuster business. Yes, and they even, are. Even with people staying at home, people are still drinking and driving. They run out. That's the problem is they run out and they can go to the liquor store. Well, now what am I supposed to do, Sean? <laughs> And you can't, you can't do that, but people will still routinely do it. So let's say you make the mistake. It's expensive. It's arduous. It is a long and complicated process to get yourself back to the other side. Not entirely dissimilar as a metaphor from what we're going through right now with COVID. The difference is you don't spend any time in jail with COVID. You might have, you might be intubated. You you might have a breathing tube inserted, but you you don't go to jail. But it's very very expensive and troublesome to get yourself a DUI. That said, these guys are not here to judge. These guys are here to help, and they'll help you through on the other side. Yeah, no shame game with them. They're terrific guys, uh, big music fans, and pretty funny too. Uh, go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show for twenty percent off the installation of the ignition interlock and get back on the road. I will say this, though, that yesterday during my birthday when I was working at the record store, uh, Mill City Sound, uh, literally across the street, there's a Chipotle. And I'm like, I haven't had a burrito the size of my forearm in a long time. And I went to eat one, and Friedberg shamed me. He's like, but Chipotle? I'm like, look, man, it was right there. (laughs) Exactly. I'm coated in the dust of records from the 60s and 70s. I just need something to shove in my face. I like Chipotle. I gotta be honest, I I hadn't had a carnitas burrito in a long time. You know what I don't like? Fucking delicious. You know what I don't like is when people call it Chipotle. Well, (laughs) even though that's kind of how it's spelled, right? It's it's C-H-I-P-O-T-L-E. Is it? So people will call it Chipotle, and I'm like, no, that's not it. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot of things to not like in this new era we live in. <laughs> However, there, one of the things I don't like about this new era we live in is the lack of live music. Yes. And somebody who has been to more live shows, which is hard to imagine, just considering he's younger than I am, than I have, because it's part, it's an occupational hazard, is one Chris Riemenschneider. He is the music reviewer, music critic, celebrated, award-winning local author of a book about First Avenue, which which is live music is live music's church in this town, despite the fact that we have many great venues. That's ground zero for live music in the Twin Cities. First time I was in that room was 1985, and I've been in that room hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. And he wrote a great book about it called First Avenue, Minnesota's Main Room. Chris Riemenschneider from the Star Tribune is our guest on today's podcast. Chris, how are you? Yeah, I'm all right. All right. H- happy belated birthday, by the way. That's... Uh kind of a different way to celebrate birthdays these days. Huh? Yeah, you know, I, I I worked all day yesterday, which it was nice to have some structure to my life and to be reorganizing sure. the biggest record collection I've ever seen in my life. So I yeah. actually sort of secretly and deeply enjoyed it, but then came home to Secret Sushi, got some gifts, hung out with my daughter for hours and hours. As birthday as, as quarantine birthdays go, this being my first one, it set the it set the bar pretty high. So before we talk about you and your path to where you are now and what our world looks like right now, especially from a live music perspective or a music perspective in general, how are you yeah. doing? What what are your quarantine days like? You know, it, uh, I'm all right. It's I, I've been working a lot, and 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 of course I I feel completely blessed just just to have employment at at this point, and and you know also it's just just kind of a, a sense of duty because there are important things to, to be writing about right now. 
the the weird thing of it is 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 uh, you know I've I've always worked a lot. I mean, over my forty hours a week and everything, and that that's because I, I, I let's face it, I have a lot of fun stuff on the job. Working forty hours on my job, you know, there's a lot of fun to it. Right now, it's there's not really much fun to it, and, and you know that's that's partly because of most of the news has been bad, and just partly because all I've been doing is sitting at a damn desk at my house, you know, as opposed to being out there talking to people, as opposed to being out there seeing the the live music, and I'm I'm kind of realizing now, you know, and you you might have caught me complaining about the stresses of the job, uh, you know, five months ago, but I, I realize now it's a pretty damn fun job, and right now the fun's kind of been taken out of it, unfortunately. Precisely. Well, and so uh, on this particular podcast, we've been checking, and it's obviously mainly music-focused, and we've been checking with so many musicians who are, you know, uh, quarantining. They are staying safe at home, and, you know, there's a lot of people that are doing live music and stuff, too. I want to talk more about that, but how does it change the nature of your job? And by the way, I'm glad you're still well-employed and still employed because, you know, you being in print media and obviously online has become a huge portion of that, but me coming from broadcast media, you know, those are both contracting mediums and, um, it's, you know, people are losing their jobs. People are being furloughed. You know, we talk about restaurants, we talk about hair salons, we talk about all this stuff, but there are a lot of things that were already contracting pre COVID that we're, we're very, very lucky that they're still alive. So when it comes to you doing your critiquing and your reporting with an absolute absence of live shows, what do you find yourself writing about on the day to day? You know, it, it started with, with just, cancellation after cancellation and and um actually I, there's still i just wrote wrote up the george Strait uh, u.s bank stadium shows and canceled till next year too mm-hmm. so that, that's been a lot of it and that's you know that's the, the fans need to know they need to know if, if and when there's these 30-day windows for refunds the whole the whole ticket refund thing has been several stories worth uh and really kind of pretty high readership numbers because so many people are hanging on to concert tickets right now you know, and they don't know what to do with them. So, you know, it, it's been that kind of con- customer-oriented, you know, u- user-friendly kind of stuff I've been writing. And and then, you know, yeah, I've done a few things on, on how musicians are getting by, um, you know. And, and we've also, I've I've tried to do, and, and they they want me to do, you know, what I would typically kind of call thumbsucker stories, you know, just more lighthearted, <laughs> uh, kind of distracting stories, you know. Like I did one on these, this this Facebook, uh, the, the 10 name, name your 10 albums kind of thing that's going around Facebook heavily, you know, just, just kind of lighthearted stories like that. I've been dropping in too, just, just to get, you know, for the distraction of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is a time where people are at home a lot. And even if you're not unemployed, your home, either homeschooling your kids or just sitting there and going in circles and people are absolutely getting a little stir crazy, even though life goes on and they're talking about reopening things, but it seems a little premature. We'll talk more about that in just a minute. But what are you talking about? The thumbsucker stories. I, it sounds silly, but it also, I mean, right now is a time for positivity, which is why I played that Tim Armstrong song. I don't like ska. I don't like skanking in my living room, but, <laughs> but, but it, it, it's a good tune. And you know, if you listen to the 
the chorus, it's about making sure that we don't lose sight of where we are and who we are and supporting the things that are important. Chris Riemann Schneider is our guest. And in addition to working for the Star Tribune, he's written articles for the L.A. Times, Rolling Stone, Spin, Billboard. Before we get into your first song, which is also a very upbeat song and a guy that I've been fortunate enough to see live twice now, um, how what was your path into journalism and music? I mean, like going into journalism, I've known a lot of people who wanted to write, but deciding that you were going to pick a very specific niche of a niche, pardon me, sorry for the grammar jerks out there. Um, how did you find yourself at the intersection of journalism and music? You know, I, I, uh, I never, well, first of all, journalism was about the writing English in school was about the only thing I was good at. So, right. so that, that, that's how I came to be doing that. Uh, and you know, I, I worked for the school newspapers through, through high school and college. I trained, you know, I got a journalism degree. I trained to do the hard news stuff, which, which actually sometimes, you know, the music beat does, uh, there, there I have done a few crime related stories and, and, uh, and whatnot and court stories, but I, whoa, you know, whoa, whoa, I, whoa, I, all whoa, along whoa, I trained whoa, whoa, whoa. to be no, ready no, to no, switch. No, no, to, Chris, to, Chris, I'm stopping you right there. You cannot bury the lead. Everyone's read your music reviews and your concert reviews. What do you mean you've done crime stories? Are you like, uh, I mean, like, like, op, like ID, like that kind of stuff? I mean, but, like for the first 48 hours? Let's put it this way. There was, there was a guy uh, in, in Austin when I worked for the Austin newspaper. Uh, he's the namesake of, of the town's famous blues blues club, Clifford Antone. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, you know, fostered the careers of, of the fabulous Thunderbirds and Steve Ray Vaughan and, and was a hero in that town. He was busted with a ton of marijuana, and I, and I, and I literally mean a ton of marijuana. That's a lot of weed. So, yeah, it is. So it's stuff like that. Um, okay. You know, there's been musicians busted here and there and whatnot that I've had no, to cover. With, and, and I get it. I, I, I did, so I didn't mean to interrupt you. You were on a good roll. Yeah. I just, I'm like, I'm like, crime writer? <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. I mean, like, like, do you have like Black Dahlia stuff? Like <laughs> that kind of stuff? So anyway, back to you, we were saying you started out as a hard journalist and how did you find your way to the intersection of music and journalism? You know, just being a music nut, it's just was always the, you know, the, the thing I wanted to write about. And, and luckily I was able to keep doing it. I, you know, both of my internships when I was in college, I worked, went for the Dallas Morning News and then the, the Los Angeles Times. And they just, by luck, both wound up being real music heavy. Like, like at the Morning News, the uh, music critic that summer is, is, he had his first kid. So, you know, I, I had to fill in for that, and it, and it just wound up, and then, and then lo and behold, uh, you know, Austin, where I live, they had an opening at the newspaper then for for music writer, and and just been able to stick with it. I've always been ready to pivot to try something else, but uh, never had to. And yeah, why well, would I? Well, unfortunately, Austin, not much of a music town. So, um... yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> hey, I want to talk more about what's happening here in the Twin Cities and what music looks like moving forward. But first, I want to get to one of your picks. You picked a guy who is a New Orleans legend who I've seen twice live. And I, it, the word legend may seem... Uh, hyperbolic, right? I mean, like it may, when when people say that they, they use the word too loosely. I don't believe that I'm using the word loosely when we talk about Alan Toussaint. He is 
literally m- music royalty, and you picked the song Yes We Can Can, which I love because it is completely positive. But I want to know yeah. from you, every guest on this show, I ask them to pick some songs, and all I ask, I don't care what genre, I don't care what era, I just want to know why it's important to you. Why is Alan Toussaint important to you and this song in particular? I've been listening to so much New Orleans music during this thing. I, I, I'm a huge New Orleans guy. I, I go there since I lived in Austin. We used to drive over from Austin, kind of like kids here, drive to Chicago. It's about the same distance and whatnot. And I, I, it, it's just it's deep in my soul that music there. But but also that that city is so resilient. It's it's come over so much. They they, they always got shit going down there. That's that's terrible. And they they rise up and and party like it's there's no tomorrow quite literally. And, and, uh, so I've been listening to so much of that and really getting just, just, uh, yeah, it, 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 there's just, there's strength in that. I've been really getting a lot out of it. And of course this, this song in particular is just, just such a strong anthem. I like what you said about partying like there's no tomorrow because partying is fun. And even if you're not a partier, none of us are ever promised tomorrow. I remind every yeah. time I wake up, I'm like, God damn, I guess we get another day. Cool. Um, and so with that spirit in mind, this is Chris's first pick, Alan Toussaint. Yes, we can can on the Brian Oak show. Now is the time. Now is the time for all good men to get together with one another. Find out their problems and iron out their quarrels and try to live as brothers. And try to find peace within without stepping on one another. And do respect of the women of the world. Just remember we all had mothers. Make this land a better land in the world in which we live. And help each man be a better man.
a better man with the kindness that you give. And I know we can make it. I know that we can. I know darn well that we can work it out. Oh, yes, we can. I know we can, can. Yes, we can, can. Why can't we? If we want it, yes, we can, can. I know we can make it work. I know that we can. I know we can make it if we can. Oh, yes, we can. I know we can, can. Yes, we can. Great gosh, your mind. Very, very nice. A little Alan Toussaint. Yes, we can, can, because here's the deal. Things are changing. We've already lost some important establishments and people due to the current weird situation. I got to be honest, though, I hate... So I've been watching a little more TV than I'd like to admit <laughs> during the downtime. You know, you're like, I'm, I'm going to learn to spin pots. I'm going to I'm going to throw some clay, <laughs> yeah. or, or I, I'm going to learn to throw shuriken, throwing stars, or whatever. And I find myself watching a lot of television and the commercials. It's all this plaintive, soulful piano music that always start out with, in these uncertain times. In this yeah. unprecedented situation, aggravating it, it. It's starting to bug me, and I trust me because we all live it every damn day. I get it, um, but that right there, like positivity, like that, like that. Put that on and do a little hip swivel in your living room by yourself. Dance like nobody's watching because guess what, people? Nobody is fucking watching. Go ahead and enjoy yourself in your own home. Before we get back to Chris Riemann Schneider, I do need to talk to my producer, my friend, my business partner, uh, Sean Bernard, who is a realtor at the 50th and France uh, location. What do you call it? Uh, Hub? Hotspot? Bunker? It's a bunker. Uh, the under- Nobody goes in there right now because of COVID-19. So it, right now it's just a... a- I'll just call it a location, all right? But it is surrounded by armed guards, so don't try to go there. It's like Area 51, except for realty, you're a realtor by trade. And what's interesting is the last few times I've seen you, your phone won't stop ringing, despite the fact that we are in lockdown, that we are in quarantine. People are selling and buying homes like it was a regular spring. They sure are. I just uh, had a listing come on today on uh, 59th here in South Minneapolis. We had 14 showings today and got an offer already, and I... I texted my wife and I said, I'm just so thankful because we had a little family sit down chat uh, about a month and a half ago where uh-huh. I said, I don't know if we are going to be able to, uh, you know, eat, live, in, li- live indoors. <laughs> exactly. Right. I said, I really don't know what's going to happen, but people are still buying and selling. And, and I'm so thankful that people have reached out. Uh, give me a call at 612-859-2594. A text is fine as well. Um, but I would be happy to you know, start doing some homework on your place if you're looking to sell or buy, whatever it happens to be. Even though the warming house is not open yet, I'm still uh, taking a portion of every sale, every buy, and uh, they're getting a percentage of every sale. I donate that to this nonprofit local music venue on 40th and Bryant. Uh, everybody also gets a one-year membership for two, which will be 
you know, once they open their doors, it'll be proactive to that retro. I don't know what it is. It's, it'll just be, it'll sure. time out that way. Okay. Very good. Thank you, Sean. Um, and by the way, if you've never been to the warming house, whether or not you use Sean for realtor related reasons, um, check out their website and go there. It's one of the coolest, most intimate music rooms I've ever seen in my life. Speaking of music rooms, a guy who's been to literally every music room in the Twin Cities is our guest on episode 56 of the Brian Oak Show, Chris Riemann Schneider. He is a music critic, a music reviewer. He is a celebrated award-winning author, if I'm not mistaken, uh, for your book on First Avenue. And he also, this is a guy who knows about music in the Twin Cities. So Chris, I know you got a tea time to get to, and I know that I have a tendency to pontificate. <laughs> I, I know that I have a tendency to pontificate and to extrapolate. So I'm going to try to keep this real tight to get you where you need to get to. But we are in an unprecedented era. We've had so many musicians on this show remotely. And prior to that, prior to the social distancing, we had them here in the studio. Sometimes they played live. Sometimes we just promoted events. But there have been so many amazing online events like the Festival of the Valkyries, you know, that just to name one, because it was an all day fest that I couldn't tell my eyes off of there are still ways to support musicians in these times so when i asked you what you're reporting on these days i know you have to talk about show postponements and cancellations but you're also still reporting on ways to see local music or national music even if you're stuck in your damn house yeah yeah and there, there's been local there, there's some kind of local thing just about every weekend like that festival of valkyries which was great oh god um, it was good dude for people so um oh uh tiger uh kiss the tiger kiss the tiger yeah they, they- Hers was really cool. That, so the whole day was amazing. The keynote speech was great. The DJ sets were great. Her sort of almost poetry slam session is not just during COVID-19, one of the coolest things I've ever seen online in my entire life. And we were lucky enough to have Kiss the Tiger on a previous episode of the Brian Oak Show, which I highly recommend going back and listening to. But holy shit, man. So it turns out there is still joy to be found, even if you're just looking at your computer and you're stuck at home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and I I did like 12, 12 best quarantine performances from the local music scene so far thing. Uh, a couple weeks ago and one and there is there is some really cool stuff one of the things i kind of wrote in there though is you know overall it's it's getting kind of old well i mean i hate to put of course put down anything that the musicians are trying to do to not only stay creative but but stay afloat financially Mm -hmm. god love them and, and support them as much as you can these you know a lot of these live stream things though they they, they're just not cutting it i mean we got to be honest with that which which is which is why we need to really i think people need to focus on figuring out how how to do that better and and how to make you know i don't the venues can't open anytime soon i don't think how how to make something work you know the crooners is is staging these uh these drive-in concerts. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, you know, it's it sounds kind of quirky, but that that actually could be kind of cool. Well, let, let um, me ask you this. Let me ask you this, if I might, Mister Raymond Schneider. Yeah. Is when you say they're not cutting it now, I realize a lot of it is just a uh, crappy laptop uh, camera, yeah. and the audio's not great. Um, but they're playing their heart out, and they're looking for tips. They're looking for Venmo. They're looking for PayPal. Yeah. Just the, literally, because again, you want to talk about thin margins just to stay alive. 
musicians are there more than almost anyone else. When you say it's not cutting it, do you mean that there's not enough production value? Do you mean that the yeah. the professional yeah, quality isn't it, there? Uh, yeah, not and not only that, but and, and there's definitely. I mean, some of them, you know, it's it's just one camera sitting there, and it's it's the audio isn't that great. Yeah, the pr- production wise, but honestly, I've I, and maybe this is just a personal thing, but I've never been a like a music DVD guy. I've never. I I, I love watching Austin City Limits on TV, but maybe that's just because I love the my old Skyline backdrop. Um, but otherwise, I've just never been. I, I, it just it it's never cut it for me staring at a screen watching music for, for performed for some reason let maybe me, that's just me then let me it, ask you it, this it, let me I, ask you this then yeah would you rather have that or absolutely nothing yeah no it, exactly you know you're right i, I my, my point is that um i i can't i guess i just can't wait for live music, real live music to return soon enough. Well, I think, we, know, I think it, we all feel that way. But we're I all do. in agreement. Yeah, no, no. I, I can't wait to get back to the, the palette. Oh, wait, no, I'm not ever going there again. First <laughs> Avenue. Oh, uh, oh, oh, oh. oh, did I bring that up? Did I bring that up? Anyway, um, no, the, the, I mean, I, trust me, my daughter and I, two weekends ago, we're supposed to fly out to L.A. to see the Cruel World Festival with, you know, Bauhaus mm-hmm. and Blondie and this impossible yeah, 19... Cool oh, my God. And then it got postponed to September. But because California is being so precautionary, it's very likely that festival is not coming back. So people continue... You continue to report on shows that are postponed and canceled, despite the governor saying we're going to slowly open up in the week ahead and that you're heading to play golf in mere moments here, which I swear I'm about to let you go do... <laughs> Um, no, that's fine. I mean, we're we're not going to be in crowded, packed rooms where an amazing rock band like the one we're about to hear is going to play again for really a considerable time. And I, despite the fact that I hate it and I miss it and I'm as bored and irritated and frustrated and scared, frankly, as everybody else that's out there listening, I feel like it's the right thing to do, man. We can't do this too quickly. So, Chris, I want to ask if people want to follow your writing, your efforts, if they want to buy a copy of your book, what's the best place for people to go to to find out more about Chris Riemann Schneider? Oh well, you know, just starttribune dot com for for the articles. Um, you know, we're we're uh, a lot of the the virus related articles are are free. They're they're still offering them for free, so you don't you, you don't hit the paywall on a lot of that that stuff. And and I think that's been going really well. There's there's been a real positive response to that. The the book you can buy the book uh, anywhere. Uh, buy it at your local record store at this point. A lot of most of the local record stores, including including Mill City Sound, I think, have have it in stock. And and uh, um, that's always a good place to buy it. Yeah. Well, and again, again, shout out because everyone, you know, you with supporting local business is so crucial right now, as well as local authors. Uh, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of Electric Fetus. I'm a huge fan of Solsta. I'm a huge fan of Hi-Fi Hair and Records. John Clifford, yeah. who has been a guest on this show, is one of my favorite people in the Twin Cities. That man showed up on Easter morning dressed in a bunny outfit and left little bottles of Jameson in my backyard. <laughs> so celebrate your friends. Check in with your family. Um, oh, just take care of each other. So, Chris, thank you. And before we say goodbye and let you get out there to um, what kind of clubs do you use? Uh, I'm a lefty, so I I, I got my, it's it's hard to rent them when I go places. So yeah, I had to get my own set of clubs. I I golf t- twice a year maybe, but it's something to get me and my dad. My dad's 
stuck at home. It's, yeah. it's something. And it, and it actually, I will say it's the safety. I was very nervous about it, but we did it once before already. And it, it it's, you can do the social distancing thing with it pretty easily. So I, I recommend it actually. It was, totally. it was pretty and, nice doing it. And today is absolutely gorgeous. So I hope, Yeah. I, are you a scratch golfer? What's your handicap? Where are we at? I suck. I don't even know what handicap means. <laughs> I, I just, I just whack the balls all over the place. That, I, my, my ball. I, I have this slice that I, like, I have to stand at like a forty-five degree angle to hit my ball straight, and my slice is so bad. And Sean, Sean you're a golfer. Who cares? Is slice, slice left and hook is right? It depends on if you're left-handed or right-handed. Okay. So for him, it'd be left. It'd be, for okay. me, it would be All right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Very good. All right, well, um, I wish you luck. I hope that you're able to score less than 120. Uh, and, but more importantly, <laughs> yeah. I, I hope you enjoy the time with your dad. Absolutely. And I hope you enjoy yeah, your time exactly. on the course. It is a gorgeous day. Chris Riemann Schneider, music critic and reviewer for the Star Tribune, award-winning local author. Thank you very much for joining us today. Before we cut My you pleasure. loose. Yeah, well, yeah, trust me, once we are able to act Actually, socially non-distance, you're coming to our studio in South Minneapolis because I much prefer these conversations in person. Uh, before we go, though, yeah. you've chosen a band with deep Minnesota roots that at one point moved to New York, but this song seems so appropriate. Please tell me why you picked this song. Honestly, God, this song is just, a, it's been a mantra for me these, these this past two months. its I, I did a playlist early into the quarantine that, that we posted at the Star Tribune, and it's on Spotify too. And this this was kind of the 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 song for it because it's it's just uh, honestly I I get this song in my head every day, and and I and I try to stick to it. I mean, it it really is something you have to do. You have to you have to will yourself to stay positive, and it, it's obviously right now it, we all have to do it. I couldn't agree more. Uh, again, Chris, thank you very, very much. And we're talking yeah, about thanks, the band. Guys. Yeah, thank you. We're talking about the band, The Hold Steady. And uh, this song right here, it starts out like a thundering stampede, and it never really relents. Thanks for tuning in to episode 56 of The Brian Oak Show. Before we dip, thanks to audioquip.com. Thanks to everybody who's done anything to, to support this show. We have new Patreon supporters recently. Thank you very, very much for keeping our studio open and keeping this all moving forward and letting us have interesting conversations. Um, I feel really grateful today. Me too. All right, that's Sean Bernard. I'm Brian Oak. It's the Brian Oak Show, episode 56. Here's the Hold Steady. Stay positive. And it's a pretty good feeling Yeah, it feels pretty good I get a lot of double takes when I'm coming around the corners And it's mostly pretty nice Yeah, it's mostly pretty alright Cause most kids give me credit For being down with it When it was back in the day Back when things were way different When the youth of today In the early seven seconds Taught me some of life's most valuable lessons When the scene will seem less sunny It'll probably get druggy And the kids will seem too skinny There's gonna come a time When she's gonna have to go With whoever's gonna get her the highest There's gonna come a time When the true scene leaders Will forget where they differ And get big picture Cause the kids at the shows They'll have kids of their own And the 60s 
Thank <laughs> you. 